good, football fans? Welcome back to the 4th and a podcast alongside my good friends, Brady, Bradley, and Jeremy. My name is Josh, and we appreciate you all tuning in. So we've had some time to let the dust settle on the, 21, uh, the 2021 NFL draft. Uh, boys, any other takeaways, or are we just going to dive right into it? First and foremost, we're recording on Sunday night, so we need to wish our mothers a happy Mother's Day. Um, so on behalf of 4th and a Mile, um, we are wishing Laura, Shelly, and our mom, Sherry, a happy Mother's Day. We wouldn't be here without them. Um, so, And then all the mothers out there, obviously, happy Mother's Day. Um, you guys are the rock of most families, so uh, we really appreciate you guys. But let's talk NFL draft. Today, we're, we're diving deep into the draft. We're, we're looking at divisions. We're looking at regions. Today we talk about the North. We get to talk about the Packers, Vikings, so on and so forth. So um, what do you guys say? Let's get right into it, huh? Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Perfect. So we're starting with the AFC so that if, if you don't know what the AFC North is, it's the Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Cincinnati Bengals. So we have five different things we are talking about. It is your favorite pick. It does not matter of the round. Um, then we are talking about the diamond in the rough. So that's your favorite day three pick of this division. We're talking about fantasy players. So if you're a fantasy lover, Stay with us because we're talking about fantasy players to watch in these for the rookies. Um, and then we're talking about teams best draft and a team that had the worst draft. So let's talk AFC. We're talking. Um, I already said the team, so I don't need to say them again, but we are talking favorite pick. Bradley, let's start with you. Who is your favorite pick for the AFC North? My favorite pick was none other than Joseph Osai to the Cle- or I said Cleveland Browns. He's Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Same colors. <laughs> I, I, I really, I really like the player a lot. I think he should have been a first round pick and they got him in the third. Um, I've pounded the table for what I think about his work ethic um, when he shows on the tape. Um, I had him as a top 20 player for, for my, my big board. So my favorite pick was definitely uh, Joseph Osai. Hook him horns. Josh, what do you think? Who was, who was your favorite pick? So it's, I'm, I actually, it's funny you say, you said Joseph Osai because um, have this website of all these picks that each, uh team had and joseph osai was the name that just so happened to be on um my board and that's what i was going to go so i'll pivot to someone and i actually did not like this immediately and um coming coming through the draft process i didn't like it but i'm starting to get um warm to it so it's jamar chase uh going to welcome Welcome. Yeah, it's because he yeah. drafted him in fantasy. That's why. It's because he drafted 100%. him in fantasy. That is that is the reason I'm not letting you have it. So quit asking. That is a massive boomerang. He was all off oh. it, all off it. And then today, <laughs> who knows? He woke up saying, let's chase the chase. Joshua, we're sorry. Please explain why you love this I was thing. Say, I said his name. <laughs> just, got barrage, just got a barrage thrown towards me. So he is reunited with his college quarterback, which is nice. And I guess part of why I was so keen on them drafting Sewell was I didn't think they've done enough to their line. But after doing some more digging and just the kind of what they've done um, throughout the draft as well, um, I thought they've done enough. I think that they have solidified it, not necessarily to be a good line, but to be an adequate line. And they can continue to you know, work on that next year, next, next free agency class, et cetera. But if you have a bona fide wide receiver one, at least that's, he could reach that potential. I think you have to go for that and help get your quarterbacks and playmakers. And it, it'll be interesting. It'll be a really fun team to watch this upcoming year. Well, let's, let's just make one, one thing known. <clears throat> if you pick a player in the top five, he's, he's there to be your number one receiver. Like if he's not yep. their number one receiver, that's, that's a bust of a pick in my opinion. Yep. It's hard to argue Agreed. Agreed. And now their wide receiver core looks awesome too. They have three really good receivers, two of them that they drafted in the first and the second round the last two years. Um, so yeah, no, I, you don't got to tell me, uh, Jeremy, who's your favorite pick? My favorite pick is probably not that big of a surprise. Um, it's JOK, Jeremiah Wusukomora to the Browns. Uh, I think it's a steal of a pick. Obviously, like we mentioned last week on the pod, if you listen to the episode, you know, he drops because of medicals and we're not in those rooms. We don't know exactly what that looks like, but if he's healthy, this is a fantastic pick uh, for a defense that is rising. I think you've seen that their offense uh, is good. <laughs> it it probably is great. Um, really good offensive line. They can continue to get competent play out of Baker Mayfield. Their, their offenses is in, in, a, in good shape. And if they can turn that defense around into a, you know, top eight or so defense, they're going to be a very, very, very tough out. Uh, especially in the playoffs because they can run the football as well. So 
I, I really like the pick. He can play in a lot of different spots for them in the back half of their defense. And like I said, I think it's a steal. Did you guys hear that? Was it a heart injury or like not injury? I said heart condition. Is that why he fell? I have no idea. I, I didn't, I I didn't know about the heart he condition, fell. but I did hear is like just injury related. But I, just, I believe that's correct, Brady. But obviously the Browns staff cleared him, you know. Right. But Talk well, about our – go ahead, Brady. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say like if he has a slight chance of being fully healthy, I feel like in the second round, like, I mean, you talk about Dallas, what was it, like four or five years ago, they went with Jalen Smith after he just totally shredded his knee up. And it's like, okay, if this guy was healthy, he was going in the top 10. Like, if he's got some glimmer of being what he was supposed to be, like, I feel like a second round pick is worth it. I think that's totally different when you're talking about a knee injury versus sure. a heart, heart condition. Like, it's you can rehab a knee injury. Like, a heart condition is is there like it is what it is unless he's wanting a heart transplant and, I, and my Dude. point was that they, that they, they cleared it that's what i'm saying so right the cowboys cleared jalen smith's knee injury the the browns had to have cleared jok's heart condition oh, that he had without a doubt what i was going to say before we talked about the heart condition is when you look at the browns i don't know if there's a team like front to back top to bottom however you want to word it that it, on paper looks as good as the browns do if you get Baker agree. to play, if you get Baker to play in the top fifteen, top twelve, like there's no reason they they cannot be a Super Bowl contender. Absolutely, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, so and that's to that hundred percent. And to build off Brady's point, I, I think that's that's why. Like you guys, you just kind of meshed the two points there. It's like, why not take a guy like that in the second round? Because it's not like they did have all of these holes they needed to fill, and they're a very analytically driven team. Um, you know, so they're, they're looking at that and where, where their weaknesses are. And, um, you know, I, I just think if healthy, if fully healthy and he plays a full slate of season, like it's a great pick for them in the second round. Yep, for sure. So I am going with another second round pick and it's with Pittsburgh second round pick. So They got Pat Fryermuth in the late second round. This is a guy who, uh, there was talk that he might sneak into the first round. Um, if not, he was going early in the second round. He snuck all the way down to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh picked him up. I think he's going to start right away for him. One thing that Pittsburgh does not have is a good offensive line. One thing Pat Fryermuth does very well is he blocks. So, like, you could see him on the line blocking a lot as a tight end, helping out their new first-round pick, Najee Harris. Um, so, I really like Fryermuth's fit with Pittsburgh, and I think he starts right away for him, too, because I they, I don't think they have Ebron on their roster anymore, but – I was a lot of drops last year for him too so i feel like a tight end was a position of need for them as well so um my, my favorite pick was pat fryerman pittsburgh had a lot of positions of need like like whatever they're going to do in the first two rounds like yep we could see them doing that running back offensive line uh they need help on defense as well they needed an edge rusher because they lost bud dupree so i they had a lot of holes to fill and they did i mean they stuck to their board obviously but fryer was a guy that i mean Everybody kept calling him Baby Gronk or whatever. That's pretty good, pretty good comparison to go through. Um, top five tight end Gronk is right, Josh. I mean, clearly. <laughs> Let's talk diamond in the rough, Josh. Who was your diamond in the rough, aka a your favorite day three pick? Yeah, so my favorite day three pick was offensive tackle James Hudson. Um, I thought he went to the Browns. I thought that a lot of mocks have <clears throat> had him going a lot earlier, like in the, even sometimes even seeking into the second round. And this is kind of cheating, not, not technically cheating, but kind of the easy pick just because he was barely into the fourth round, like he was the fifth pick. But <clears throat> drafting for a position that isn't necessarily a huge need for them is smart this late in the draft and looking for upside because it eliminates a potential need one during the season if you have injuries or the following off season if you have a cap casualty and you're like oh we don't have to sign anyone we have this depth that is in the system they know like the verbiage they know um you know the intricate nature of the locker room and things like that so uh i really like that pick james hudson the, the third uh to cleveland i loved it too because he doesn't have to play right away either mm -hmm. the thing is like wh when people were talking about him going to second third rounds like oh he's still a little bit of a development piece like oh so why are you gonna take a second round pick yep. how you go to cleveland it's like okay you got jedrick wills and you got trying to think who they signed last year, Conklin, right? Conklin Jack Conklin. So it's like, he doesn't have to play right away. Like nope. he can fill in if there's an injury. So like you said, Josh, no, I absolutely love the pick. Um, my diamond in the rough pick um, was with Cincinnati, their fourth round pick. It was Tyler Shelvin. I talked about him 
um, I think last week on the show, and then you guys filled in for me the, the week before about he was my third defensive tackle. I mean, just a huge dude, just a run stopper, something that Cincinnati needs. They need, some, they need to get tougher up front. They need to stop the run, especially in that division where they got Baltimore and now Pittsburgh um, and Cleveland, too, who also runs the football. Um, so I, I really love the Tyler Sheldon pick. I think he plays right away for him, too. Yeah, it's a good value at the fourth. My diamond in the rough, um, I think Brady's going to like this one, is from Baltimore, uh, Sean Wade, pick 160. Um, talk well, about a high upside, high upside guy going into the, the college football season was probably thinking to be a, a late uh, day one, early night two pick, um, and, and he just didn't play very well this last year. Um, you don't know what's going on. It's hard to judge what happened in the college football season this year because the Big Ten's like, yeah, we're not playing. And now it's like, oh, yep, we're playing. So who knows? Who knows if Sean Wade was like, all right, I'm combine training. Maybe let's just get my numbers good so I can be a first round pick. And then he's like, oh, we're playing. So now I got to get back into football mode. It's a different mode um, getting ready for the draft than it is to, to play a game. Um, so I think Sean Wade, you talk about what the Baltimore Ravens have done with with corners. I mean, Marlon Humphrey is a, a top tier corner. I think they maximize Marcus Peters um, compared to other places that he's been. So I think Sean Wade could turn some heads there. Uh, my, my comparison from last year is Grant Delpit, but, but Sean Wade's was worse. Like Grant Delpit, it just didn't look like he really tried. Sean Wade just got beat all the time. And the thing was when he was a freshman, he played the slot corner and he looked really good. I was telling you, Bradley off air. I said, I think the Vikings should take an early day three pick on him. I, I think he's worth the risk, especially when you need a nickel corner. Cause I think that's where he should play right away until he can learn to play outside. So uh, yeah, no, that's a great pick. I uh, I like that as well, and I actually sticked, I stuck, sorry, stuck with uh, the Ravens and actually went round four, uh, and that was Tylen Wallace, uh, the wide receiver out of uh, Oklahoma State. Very uh, accomplished receiver. Many people had him as a day two grade, uh, even into the second round, and now they have, they've kind of built a pretty good receiver room uh, over there in Baltimore, so I really like to pick. Um, it's a little bit of foreshadowing because I didn't overall love their draft, but I think they did found, find some value in the day three. I think that's a great transition because I'm going to fantasy player and that was my fantasy player to watch was Tylen Wallace. Um, it, when we, it, when we got to this section, I was about to tell everyone that we all are going to have the same answer here, but I guess Brady decided to, to buck the system. <laughs> I did. This is a fantasy player to watch for me. Uh, it we, I'm going to talk about our fantasy draft or rookie draft that we just had. Bradley got him in the fifth round. And my, my thought was that's an absolute steal. Like this guy should have gone third, fourth round in my opinion, because they just don't have much there. And I think Tylen Wallace along with Rashad Bateman is going to have some sort of impact. I don't remember who, who, who tweeted it, but I saw a graphic of um, top 10 offensive, like impact players right away. Tylen Wallace was number five right behind Rashad Bateman. So uh, I, I love this fit. And I think he could have some impact right away. I, I mean, I don't think he's going to come in and be a wide receiver one, but he could be a spot start for you. Brady, I'm curious, um, you know, obviously you have him here, but do you ha happen to remember off the top of your head where you had him ranked in your receiving rankings? No, but somebody go ahead and I will pull him up. The answer has to be Najee Harris. Yep. For When you're looking at fantasy, like it, in, in rookie drafts, he should be a top three pick. No questions asked, no matter what your team needs, because he's going to get the workload, pass catching, running. Najee Harris is going to be a really good player this next year. They, what do you think his floor is had... as a fantasy finish? Like 16? Yeah. Like something yeah, around there? Was... It's a yeah, super high, very high I would, floor. Yeah, I would, I would, I would be <clears> willing to take Najee Harris where like Jonathan Taylor was getting taken after Marlon Mack towards yeah. Achilles, just because there's like, yep, it's going to be him. Like there might be some times where at the start of the season, like, you know what? He's not ready. Let's go make Farland. But when it comes to week 14, 15, 16, like Najee Harris is going to be the guy. No, yeah, and especially because yeah. the efficiency may not be there, especially right off the gate, just because of that yeah. offensive line. But it's just a thing with volume that they drafted him in the first round. They're going to give him that work. And like them drafting a running back in the first round kind of just shows kind of shows their hand of, okay, we, we're going to give one last shot at it with big Ben. If it doesn't work out, you know, we're going to recycle everything and start over, but they're, they're putting all their chips in here. Well, I think it also speaks to the, the rumors that you come, you, you had coming out of Pittsburgh. And that was that Tomlin was kind of, you know, over, he was very much of the one running back type of guy for a long time. Sorry. My voice is 
waning here a little bit, but <clears throat> he was very much a one running back type of guy for a long time. And they kind of went running back by committee the last couple of years. And it's been very below average Didn't work. No. And, and you've been hearing the rumors that they wanted to get back to that one running back mentality and drafting one in the first round is, is one way to do that. And I think that just, and he's uh, a workhorse hundred percent. So before anybody else goes, Tylen Wallace was my wide receiver 10. Um, oh, wow. So I, I think that's a, a decent range for how widespread you get from behind six totally. through 15. I had yeah. him above guys like Tutu Atwell, which is not the same. You guys know how I feel about Tutu. I have him above Amari Rogers, Dwayne Eskridge. Um, I have him above Amon Ross St. Brown. Like, so I, I thought he, I thought he put on some good film and I, I think he's a really good fit because he could stretch the field for them too. I felt like he was, especially in that range, he felt like one that could come on and, and kind of shoulder a bigger load out of, of the, out of those guys in, in that kind of, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 range of the draft. Yep. I agree. Is there any other fantasy players that I, that I missed them? Or are we ready to talk best draft? We didn't talk draft? to Mark Chase, I guess. Yeah. Talk to us, Josh. Wait, well, how do you feel about him? Top seven rookie player. If you drafted him in a redraft <laughs> and he was a, the wide receiver 14 for you. Oh no, no, absolutely not. Nope. Absolutely not. What? I am not taking him as a top 15 receiver. No No, way. Okay. Wide receiver 23. That's close. There's a wider. In my opinion, there's a big difference between 14 and 23. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with that at all. And your reaction made me jump back as far because of that. So would you be more comfortable him being a bottom tier wide receiver too? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's, that's probably T T Higgins doesn't just go away. No, nope, no, for sure not. And he's for a good sure playmaker. Not. And if so, Joe Mixon's healthy, <laughs> he's going to get his share too. So Jamar Chase or Tyler Lockett? Tyler Lockett. I'd go. I'd go with Chase. I, I would go with Chase. even after the new contract, huh? Yep. Uh, so Jamar Chase or Terry McLaurin? Scary McLaurin. Terry. Okay. That, I don't. Those are the two that I thought off the 20, top. Of my 23, head 23, 24. Like that's probably a pretty good range right there. Where. If that were like the Vegas line, I would take like the over. Like I'd expect him to do better than that, but I think that's a safe expectation. One more, one more before we do best draft, worst draft. Uh, OBJ or Jamar Chase? OBJ. Really? He's been so volatile lately. I might go Chase there. Just give me OBJ. I'm going to take OBJ every year until he has a good year. (laughs) (laughs) There's no reason he should not. I'm ready There's to get no hurt reason again. He, he, honestly, I, when I hit draft on him, it's like, all right, hurt me again. Like, <laughs> break my heart. <sighs> There's no reason that shit. I did this year with Joe Mixon. Yeah, he, like, he, he goes in, like, round six and probably redraft leagues, and there's no reason he should not be a top 12 receiver. Like, there's no reason with his talent. The talent, for sure. Yeah, no, for Especially sure. Especially because Baker, like, does better, at least last year, and he did better without him. I don't understand that. It just doesn't make sense to me but it is what it is. It's okay. odd. Yep. Let's, let's talk best draft. Do we all have Cleveland as the best draft? We I do, do not. We do not. Really? We Ooh. do not. Bradley, we the do not. yours. What? Can I ask why, why Cleveland are you, is you guys thinking they're the unanimous value picks all over the board? I thought they just, they got, did a really good job of taking value. They're so good. Tell they didn't me really Cincinnati. Let me, let me, let me just, let me just just look, let me just look at what what Cleveland did. Greg Newsom. Great pick. I I love that pick. I would, he was almost on my list for, for favorite pick, just like him and Dunzo Ward is going to be perfect. Awusu Koromoa. Like there's a reason he went 52 overall, but this is me. This is, this is me. Not, not liking JOK because I had him in my top 15 for players. So there's a reason there's something that 31 other teams passed on him. Okay, keep uh, going. Anthony Schwartz is a speedster. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I can't believe he went the third round. I can't James, believe it. James Hudson's a good pick. I'm okay with James Hudson. Togi. Yes. Man. Talk to me. Talk to me. Tommy. At 130, 132 overall. I think that's, that's fine. A good, that's, that's fine. That's fine. They had fine. a good they had a good draft. They had a good draft. Who are you telling me? I am telling you the Cincinnati Bengals are my winner Oof. of the of the draft for 
for different reasons, I think Jackson Carmen is going to be a playable offensive tackle for them or offensive guard. Sorry. Jamar Chase is the best in the class. To, according to the experts, not according to me, but according to the experts, I have Jalen Waddle as my first. Thank you for saying. He only, he only loves it because he's got an Osai. Osai is the Osai <laughs> is so good, you guys. Tyler Shelvin is a good player. Deontay Smith is a small town or a small school player that might translate into a starting offensive tackle for them. I agree. I do agree. I mean, I, I, this, I mean, all you guys know about Evan McPherson is his video of him <laughs> kicking it off the pole. I mean, he's got accuracy, so it's got to be a good pick, right? And, and I like Chris Evans. I think Chris Evans is going to be a change of pace back with Joe Mixon. I, I like what the Bengals did. They, they, they did a lot of different things across the board, and I think they, they might have four or five, six starters. My one thing with the Bengals draft, and I think we talked about it on the pod before, was the trade back in round two, that they lost a lot of quality offensive linemen from when they traded back where they could have just, you know, stayed where they but, were. But according to who? Uh, just the consensus. Obviously, their Me. board didn't reflect that, according to us and the consensus. <laughs> yeah, but maybe they're like, Jackson you know what? Jackson Carmen, when four tackles went in between that trade, Cincinnati was my worst in this division just oh, because of that. Holy cow. Because of that. Brady, come it, on. I'm all on board with the Jamar Chase pick, but you need to address it right away. And I'm sorry, Jackson Carmen is not addressing it. You had those four tackles right there. Tevin Jenkins, that is addressing the need. Go get him. Don't, don't settle back and be like, oh, whoever comes. Your quarterback just tore his ACL last year. Protect him. You use the first overall pick. He gets hurt again. People are like, oh, is he going to get a second contract? Because he gets hurt. Protect your quarterback. I, I could not. Obviously, I can't disagree with you any more than I do. Because <laughs> I have them as my best and you have them as, as your worst. Who was your worst? Was your worst, Brady? Was Cleveland I, your worst, I did not, No, I had Pittsburgh as my worst. I like Pittsburgh's draft. This is I mean, good, as far as the divisions go, it's a good like the division in general. I would say did well. I don't. I mean, I'm fine with Friermuth, but like, you want to talk about addressing a need? Pittsburgh offensive line. Use the third and fourth round picks on them starters. Cincinnati use a second round pick. Brother, you want to talk about edge value? Quincy Roche in the sixth round. Yeah, that's that's a, a good third pick. round pick. That's a good pick. That's a good, a good pick, pick, but 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 your argument was that they didn't address a need. Pittsburgh needed an offensive lineman, and they went, waited later than Cincinnati did. Yeah, well, Cincinnati missed out on Presley Harvin the third punter, Georgia Tech starter. That's a starter. <laughs> <laughs> Who else has a worse one? Everyone else have Pittsburgh besides me. No, I do. My worst as well. Yeah, who was your? <clears> my worst was the Ravens. Really? Well, we have a little bit of everything here. I mean, at least oh. we're talking about all of them, right? Like we it, covered all of our Becker? bases. So mine, wow. mine was mainly because if, and I'm just thinking about this way, okay? If I'm a huge fan of the Ravens and I leave the first round with what I left the first round with having two first round picks, I don't think I'm thrilled. I, I, I mean, I just think like, I think receiver is, was a need. Yeah, it's up there for them. But like you addressed it now, obviously hindsight's 2020. You don't know this, but you got, if you could go and do it again and take Tylen Wallace in the, in the fourth round and maybe you address something different in the first round by not taking Bateman, you, you go somewhere else. I mean, I think what's, you help your what's football somewhere team else? Where would you rather have had them go? I mean, like what position? I mean, there's a couple the different re- places they could have went. What, because they, could, they couldn't take Bateman at 31 because Green Bay was going to take Bateman. I hate, I hate to. Sure. I hate to like put this their class all on one player, but if away does not pan out, then they're then this is going to be a really bad class for them. If he comes out and does like Daniel Hunter stuff, I hate to continue to use Daniel Hunter's name with is it Odafe away? No, I think it's Jason away. But I no no he sw- they switched they switched it like after day one they it's now it's Odafe yeah, Odafe yeah yeah. Um, I'm not really sure why they, why it was switched or anything like that, but if he if he turns into like what, what Daniel is, like no one's batting an eye on that because I think Bateman's going to be serviceable at the worst. It, I, and I, to be honest, that that is probably my biggest gripe with it is that that was their biggest need, and it felt like they took a they settled with a guy that was at this point sort of a project athlete. So I and and again, I mean, I think Josh 
Josh alluded to it, you know, most of these, these teams did a pretty decent job. Um, my favorite picks of theirs were on day three. I think they found a decent amount of value there. So I, for me, it was between the Ravens and the Steelers and it was close. I love that Ben Cleveland, the, uh, the, pick yep, there third rounder did you guys see the picture that he literally looks like he's got legs out of his arms <laughs> oh. oh my gosh look it up you'll find it it's it's insane i was like i've never seen this picture but this dude is yoked <laughs> and, and i'll wrap this up too by saying maybe i'm a little spoiled because i thought they did such a good job last year like such a good job moving around the board found so much value everywhere and this year i just felt like it was meh but I mean, I get it. I mean, you know, they still took needs at least, which I think most of these teams did in this division. For sure. Well, well, we talked about every single team there. So we, we did our job. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're talking the NFC North. Hi guys, this is Jeremy Becker from the fourth and a mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at fourth and a mile pod. That's fourth and a mile pod. Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports. We are back into the fourth and a mile podcast. We are talking the black and blue division. We're talking the NFC North. Uh, let's get right into the favorite pick of this division. Bradley, we'll start with you. Who is oh, your someone else going to start? Someone else I got start. it. Yeah, go ahead, Josh. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So my favorite pick of, of for this division was actually kind of easy for me because it's been a franchise long thing they've been looking for. It's Justin Fields to the bears. I think they, for, they gave up a first round pick next year. And I think it was a fourth, like the draft capital was fine. Like that they had to give up for it, but they got their at least quarterback of the future. I think all of us on this pod, at least think he will not bust right away. Like he'll be someone who will flash some talent very early. Like he showed against Clemson uh, last year. So I just really, really think he's a great prospect and having him go to our rival in the, in the division was not my favorite thing. I will say this in, in general, I I'm glad he didn't fall to 14 really? because this year would have been a living hell. Every single time a bad pass would have happened. They'd be screaming for Justin Fields. I hope, you know, that's going to happen with Kellen Mond. Probably. Probably I don't the same thing to no me. way. Yeah. Just Fields is a great pick. It it hurt me when they said yeah. Justin Fields because I was like I was hoping they'd be like Mac Jones, McCorkle Jones, <laughs> and I would have stood up and started clapping and be like, "See you twice, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> Who was your favorite pick, Bradley? Well, I was hoping I was. I mean, I am. I have two players, and I was hoping that one was going to get taken right away. So I'll just go with the second one because I want to talk about him. Uh, Christian Derrissaw is is my favorite pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly like if if he would have been selected at fourteen, I would have been on my feet clapping, just because I love the player. I love he's a true left tackle in a position that the Vikings desperately need. And all of a sudden, we pick up two third round picks and get the player that I was fine with at fourteen. Um, Darius a guy that's played three years at left tackle at Virginia Tech. Um, I just, I, I really like him tank. coming. He is a tank, and he's going to come in and play day one. Like I, they say, yeah, you got to earn your spot, and that's fair. that's fair. But guess what? We don't got anybody else. Like, <laughs> what is his You're name? Oh, Odu or whatever. He's he's not Udo. Udo. Oli yeah, Udo, Udo. Yeah. He he's not playing left tackle for for the Vikings. So. <laughs> So it's Christian, it's, it's Christian Darison. I, I love the pick. So that's, that's my pick. <laughs> Jeremy, you're up. Who's your favorite pick? Thank you, Bradley. <laughs> I'm still laughing at you. Got to earn your spot. You're up, bud. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, every pick that the Vikes have they're like, Oh yeah. So he's going to be playing this way. And Zimmer always be like, well, don't, don't get me wrong. They have to come in and earn their spot. Like, no. He's not. Did, no, he's, did you did you see the video when Spielman was like coming up to Zimmer's office with him? Like they were doing the intro. Hey, Coach Zim, here's your starting left tackle. I was like, geez, you can't even hide it anymore. <laughs> you posed to that. Yeah, it's uh, he better get ready to block because we got some pass rushers that are coming after you. Yep. Jeremy, who is your favorite pick? Oh, besides all of the Packers, um, <laughs> my favorite pick was uh, Panay Sewell. Uh, I think the Lions were kind of at this spot in the draft uh, up there in the top 10 where they can maybe move move back. Who are they going to end up with? Is it going to end up being a pass catcher? And they got a, 
in my opinion, a surefire, just fantastic starter. I think for a very long time at a, at a big position of need and they didn't have to move around. They didn't have to do anything. Um, Bradley will, will talk here in a second, as I'm assuming he's going to say he's the top two player in the draft. Um, so I, I, I thought it was a fantastic pick for the Lions. Started out a good couple of days for him. This was the other guy that I had uh, on my list of favorite picks. And, and there's a couple different reasons. The first one is what Jeremy just said. I, he was my number two player and you got him at, what was it? Six or seven, seven, seven. So great value there. The second mm-hmm. one is that what are the Lions trying to do right now? They're not trying to win right now. What, what better to do than get an offensive tackle who can come in and play, get used to the game, game flow. And then when they're ready to win, they still have that starting left tackle. So I, I think it's the perfect position for what they're trying to do. I'll tell you what they're trying to do right now. Bite some kneecaps. You better be hungry. I was wondering when we were going to talk about that. I'm staying with the same team. Um, I'm going to their third round pick, and it was Ifatu Malafanu. I absolutely love this pick. The value, Jeremy, I mean, we've talked on the podcast. I was like, oh, Jeremy, what, what if Malafanu got picked at 27 or 28, whatever the Packers had? Like, is that okay? Like, we're talking about him being a first round pick. You get him in the third round. Huge corner, athleticism out the roof. I mean, you talk about a guy that can play on the opposite end of Jeff Akuda Matata. Shout out to last year. Um, it means no worries. Yeah, you got no worries now on the outside. <laughs> no, his biggest worries, he can't cover anybody right now. <laughs> he, he did not live up to his top three He was pick. hurt. He I was know hurt. he was. I, I still like the player. CJ Henderson's better, though. Go ahead. No, he wasn't. But anyways, Woo! Ifatu Malafanu round three. I think it's it's great value. So let's talk diamond in the rough. Who wants to go with there? Jeremy, let's start with you. Give me yeah, a diamond. I'll, in the uh, rough. Let me just wrap up your pick. He was my number two guy too. So I apparently I really like the Lions draft. Um, but it, it, you know, Brady said it all. I, I we some teams had you know day two or round two pick or grade on them. Just a really big need for them, and they were able to to go even bigger needs round one or round two and wait and still get a really talented player around three. So I, th- I think it was a great pick for him. My diamond in the rough is actually Daz Newsome. Um, I went with him. He was picked in the, in round six. He's a player that I really liked um, from an offense that he's got this sort of skill set that I think Matt Nagy will know kind of how to use them. Uh, they lost, you know, uh, Gabriel was that two years ago and kind of that kind of gadget guy for him. They've got some talented receivers and now they're b- trying to build out this offense for, presumably Justin Fields. So I really like that pick. It's definitely a diamond in the rough type of pick. I tried to go outside the box on that one, but I um, think it's a good player that'll fit the system. Do you say, as you say, probably uh, Justin Fields. That's I was going to say it's, some of that It's too. the same thing the Vikes are doing with Teresaw. It's like, <laughs> oh, we're yeah, gonna you're going to have to come in and earn it. All right. Well, what's up, QB1? Andy Dalton. <laughs> I, I said, I said, presumably with an asterisk. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't see a scenario where Andy Dalton starting week one. I'll, I'll go quick because Daz Newsom was mine as well. I was shocked to hear Jeremy pick him. I, I think this is a guy, if he doesn't play it this year, um, he could be playing when Allen Robinson leaves too. It could be a year to groom him too. So um, that was my player as well so we were great minds think alike jeremy josh who was your guy yep yeah i had a fourth round pick for the lions amon ross st brown i thought like uh, bradley was saying that their team construction right now i'm a huge fan of uh, that they're not picking like i feel like those wide receivers and the running backs are like those picks that you select in the first second round when you are like right there when you have a good foundation on defense offensive line quarterback but if you don't work on the trenches, work on those positions. But if you get a guy like I'm on Ross St. Brown, uh, you know, really good, you know, athlete athlete in the fourth round, at least give Goff some chance to build on something in Detroit. Uh, and I liked the fact that they're not just sitting on their hands and not giving him any weapons. Uh, so I, I went with the fourth rounder uh, out of USC for the Lions. Good pick. Uh, we'll talk. We'll be talking about him in a little bit. I uh, I went with Kylan Hill for the Packers in the seventh round. I think a guy that's uh, similar to uh, to Sean Wade. I was talking about the diamond in the rough, um, who had a really bad college season, but the year before had a really good college season. Um, I think Kylan Hill is probably not going to get an opportunity to play in year one unless injuries present himself. But an ultra talented guy that could make some noise. I'm a fan. Jeremy, your thoughts. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I really like the pick because it, some people are hating on it. Like I watched 
How can you hate on a seventh round pick? Like, that's the thing. It's exactly what I said. I watched somebody give him an F. I'm like, they said, well, they just signed. They they drafted AJ Dillon last year. They just signed. I get that. But they literally didn't have a third running back. (laughs) So why not take a guy that's for? Exactly. It's just a depth piece. Um, and he's, he's talented. I mean, he's got some talent. He showed some spurts. So I kind of like it. You know, he teams back up with an old teammate, Elton Jenkins. Um, but yeah, it's, you're, you're taking flyers at that point on, on chances. So. Unless your name's Tom Brady, then you take them. But anyways, let's talk <laughs> yeah. fantasy players. Where are we going? Bradley, who, who's let's the just, fantasy guy you're taking? Let's, let's just start with Amon Ron St. Amon Ra St. Brown. <laughs> Sorry. I had him. Amon Ron St. Brown, Brown. Um, no, I, I just think he's going to get absolutely peppered with targets. So I, I really like the player. Um, they don't have a lot of other pieces there. It's Quintus Cephas was the, was the number one guy on their roster prior to the draft. Correct. There was, Stud. they signed, they sent the guy Tyrell Williams, but yeah, it's Quintus I mean, Cephas. he's coming off a season yeah. injury the year before too. So I think Amon Ra is going to get uh, a lot of targets coming into the season, whether it's in the slot, I, which he's probably his best at. And he fits. I really Jared like Goff. that. He, he fits, fits Jared, Jared Goff. Goff a lot. Looks. Yeah. Yes, he does. Like, I'm not going to say really he's like Robert that. Woods, but like he, he's a slot receiver. Like my comp to him coming out when it was an easy comp because they wore the same helmet in college. It was uh, Juju. You play in the slot, can extend the field sometimes. He's got really good hands, find soft spots in the zone. Uh, I, I think he's going to get peppered with targets, especially with Goff. Yeah, there's a, a overall fantasy opportunity in general there. Somebody's got to catch footballs. <laughs> so I, I like that a lot. Um, I'll talk about mine. It's it's Justin Fields. I mean, feels like slim, easy pickings there. Um, I think he's going to have an opportunity relatively early to be a very big dual threat quarterback. Um, I don't know. I, I almost feel like it's going to be sort of like an empty stats thing. Um, Kind of like how, you know, Jameis, Jameis ends up being what quarterback three, four, not that he's going to throw that many picks, but I'm just saying like, you know, Jameis didn't win a lot of football games, but you know, he's top five. quarterback. I, I kind of feel like it's going to end up being one of those things just because of his dual threat potential. Um, and this is like once in a blue moon, they, they, they thought at one point that Matt Nagy was this, this really bright offensive mind. He finally has a quarterback that he picked. So we'll see if that actually translates. It better. Otherwise he's gone. He's going down to the ship. If it's not. Yeah, (laughs) Absolutely. Josh, who's your guy? Any of those two or a different one? No, I actually, (laughs) this is contingent on him staying. Uh, Amari Rogers. Amari Rogers, wide receiver. Uh, for the Packers that I just don't like their site. I don't like their wide receiver twos. I just don't. And so that's kind of why we've been. It's because they don't have a wide receiver two. That's why. Right. And so hey, now. it's because Devonte Adams gets enough targets for two wide receivers. <laughs> that's See that, probably man. fair. So I just think that he's going to have a really good shot of just winning the wide receiver two gig. And if a Raj stays, he can throw it to the other a Raj. And I think, having just another playmaker for him is essential. And so that at least did that. Uh, that was, that was really nice of him uh, to give him uh what round was it? Third that he was third picked? round. Yep. Yeah. That was super nice uh, for the Packers to give Aaron Rodgers a third round, third round wide receiver. It was very, it's, nice. it's what he it, hard right now. At least just want to get something. It's what, it's what they've been begging for the entire time. Just to be more third round <laughs> wide receivers. <laughs> All right, well, my favorite fantasy player. You know, since since we've talked about three other teams, I'm going to bring in our hometown team, and this is a deep, 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 deep stash. Amir? No. Christian Derisaw? Amir who? Ellen Bond. Uh, no, Amir so my, mine is... Oh, I thought you were talking about Amir Abdullah. I was like, no. It's Kene Nuangu. I think... This is predicated, and, and this is not me wishing injuries on anyone. If there is some sort Classic of injury in the Minnesota backfield, I think he has value. This is a guy who didn't get a lot of touches at Iowa State. He's a 6-1 running back that runs a 4-3-1. He can have some value. That's what I'm saying. Here comes Brady and injuries. Yeah, uh, I'm not injuries. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk can, about can that. Ever, can, can, no, can, can we just have a moment, Brady, sign off? 
No, I'm not saying it, there's going to be injuries. I'm saying it's one I thing. Mean. It's one thing for you to talk about injuries. It's another thing when you start talking about injuries to the Vikings. That's that's where I draw the line in the sand. See, this was me giving a deep dive. Okay, sweet. You guys can say Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Justin Fields. Everybody knows they're going to be good for fantasy. So, I'm going to give a deep dive, and that's what I did. So let's talk. <laughs> so quit asking. Best you have. Who was it? For me, it was the Bears. Uh, just getting your – honestly, begin, it starts and ends at quarterback. Like, they've been looking for it for such a long time, and I think they finally have it. And on top of that, they got a uh, tackle that a lot – many people were projecting to go in the first round in Tevin Jenkins. And I know he is not a perfect prospect, but is someone who has um, – Pretty close. <laughs> it's someone who has a, a great foundation. So uh, I think the Bears did phenomenal. I went, with the Detroit, I went with the Detroit Lions and I love what they did for the, with their first three picks. Let's just, let's win the trenches, right? Like they went Panay Sewell, arguably the best offensive tackle. I would say majority of people would say he's the best offensive tackle. Then they went uh, on Wuzuriki. Uh People said that he might be the best defensive tackle and that he, Matt Miller tweeted probably a week before the draft and said he would not be surprised if he was, if he was picked uh, uh, night one. Um, and I love that they went with another defensive tackle with uh, McNeil from uh, North Carolina State. This big old bruiser of a guy. They're going to win the front uh, front battle, which is, I mean, I mean, who do they that's hire? Where Dan Campbell, right? Like that's that's on brand for what Dan Campbell wanted to do. They were mine as well. Like I, I thought exact that was exactly what they needed to do because Jared Goff has a bad year. Go get a quarterback next year. But like you talked about the first three picks. Like look at their third, fourth round picks. Like. Malafonu has a chance to start. Amon Ross St. Brown, he's starting. Derek Barnes has a chance to ref, uh, fill in where Gerard Davis was. I, I mean, I just – Jamar Jefferson, I mean, he could be a backup running back for him too. So, like, I don't know. I just – I thought they had a really productive draft. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Um, I was really torn between the Bears and the Lions, and I think mostly because of what Josh said. Like, you, you clear up the quarterback – that almost help you win. That almost helps you win the draft right there, just because you got your guy at that position. That's so impactful. But I think we have alluded to it on this episode: is the Lions are at a certain point in their franchise right now. And and Brady just said, like, if you have a bad year there, this year, go get a quarterback next year. Like you are building your team, your your foundation right now. And Bradley said it: you build it in the trenches. And I think they stuck to their plan. Uh, they they got good value across the board, uh, and and you could see their plan play out in the, in the three nights. So I, so I chose the lines as well. So even if they go like eight and nine, see what I did there? 17 games was on the money there. <laughs> Very um, math. But, but, but what if they, they're picking 16, they have ammunition to move up to get a quarterback. Like they can trade a first round, their first rounders for the next two years and like, and go get a quarterback. So I, I just like what they did. It, the thing is Dan Campbell knows this. He got a seven year contract. Like he's not trying to build it all in one day. Like he, he that, definitely knew what he was doing. That blows my mind, by the way. Seven-year contract. That's such a long Campbell. contract. That's nuts. Okay, let's let's talk worst draft. Jeremy, who was your worst draft in the NFC North? Uh, <laughs> I can go first. I went with the Green Bay Packers. Um, I I don't even really know. I could say it till I'm blue in the face. Um, Stephen A. Smith said something that really resonated with me about the whole Aaron Rodgers situation with what the Packers have been doing. Um, they, they don't owe him an answer or, or logic or anything like that, but it's Aaron Rodgers, like future hall of famer. Like he's not your average quarterback, um, trading up for Jordan love last year and then not giving him any help until the third round this year. Um, I just, the idea of losing Aaron Rodgers automatically resonates you to be last in the division for the draft, in my opinion. That's why I have the green. What did package. you say? On draft night, the the surfacing of Aaron Rodgers leaving, no matter who they took, they won. Unless Jamar Chase led down to 29, like the talk was gonna be that Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay. And therefore you have to be the last in the division for the rankings for the draft. That wasn't for me. So like the Eric Stokes oh Stokes pick, it was okay. Like I'm not going to be like, that was a position of need. So I'm not going to be like, Oh, that was terrible. Like last year, last year, like, was like, what are you doing? Like you're drafting players. You just won the end or you were in the NFC title game. But for me, it was like, okay, 
you pick Josh Myers when Creed Humphrey was still there. Like Creed Humphrey for me was like, okay, that was a, clearly a better center. In my opinion, obviously it wasn't for them, but like, I thought if Creed Humphrey's there at pick 30, like you take him right away. I was worried about Elijah Moore being taken in the first round. I was worried about Deami Brown getting taken in the second round. Like those are Jeremy's guys. He was talking about them. I was worried about it being happened because we both liked those players. Um, and so I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, their six round pick was horrible. It was just, I think they could have went elsewhere with picks. Like I don't hate Amari Rogers, but like, I, I think they could have maybe went a little bit earlier with the receiver and have a, a higher impact receiver. And that's not me saying that Amari Rogers is not going to have an impact. I just think they could have went elsewhere with this draft. I'm closer to Bradley than I am Brady. Just the fact, like, and I know we say till we're blue in the face, but just what well, I would have liked for them to address wide receiver earlier or just more play of makers uh, just in general. So I'll just keep that short and sweet because we've just been kind of beating a dead horse. Yeah. I mean, they're the worst out of these four teams, like in a lot of, a lot of people will put them in the latter half of, of the draft, but I, I, I'm happy with the fact that they at least had, they had needs and they got those needs. Now it'll, it, it'll be seen whether they actually got value or not. Um, it, as of right now, it doesn't look like they did, but like I said, biggest need cornerback, offensive line, wide receiver, first three picks, cornerback center, wide receiver, fourth round pick offensive line. So at least they, they got needs. And that I like, I do like Amari Rogers. I like that pick a lot in the third round. I was a little head scratched a little bit at the Josh Myers pick as well. Um, now, if you go back and look at his numbers and again, I'm a Packers fan, so I'm always going to justify it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do the same thing. hundred percent do the same thing with Vikings. The same exact thing with Jeff Gladney last year. Should have stayed off on him. Now my underrated favorite pick was uh, Shamar Jean Charles, the cornerback from Appalachian state. So like there are some guys in the, on the third day that I really liked, but out of these four teams, they had the worst because, you know, we've talked about the Vikings draft did a good job of moving around. Obviously we picked, you know, lions and bears as winners. So out of these four, they're last, but again, as a Packers fan, I'm at least happy that they address needs. Anything else about that before we go to our ones got to go. I'm thinking yeah, about- one, one quick, one quick thing. Um, let's talk about the surfacing of the Aaron Rodgers news. Um, Adam Schefter has kind of gone on air a couple different times with bold takes. Like if this one isn't true, like, are we looking at like questioning the validity of, of things that he is tweeting? Because I know he's gotten a little bit of heat because some of it is like, Oh, is this true? Is this not true? Like he better hope this is true. Cause he came out on draft night when everybody's watching and said this. I'm definitely think, a little butthurt about it. <laughs> like I think there's definitely, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. But to sit, he, he was on the Dan Patrick show and said, well, it just happened to be draft night. Okay. No, you were, you were no, the thing is though, and here's where I'll defend him. Paul Allen came out on his radio and started talking about how he's hearing that Aaron Rodgers might be getting traded. So like, that's where I think he started hearing rumblings from every other place where he's like, okay, I got, I got to say something where like, there's smoke, there's fire. Like, so yeah. I, he's I, been hearing I will... things. I know that's what I'm going to say. I don't, I don't know if it, it's not for sure that Rodgers is gone. Like it's not, but like, there's top, I mean, it's, it's definitely more likely this year than it was last year. Yeah. And I will say this, like, I'm not like, I, I get why Sheffer did it. <laughs> like I, you know, he, it's his business. Like it, it, you're in a business of that. Like you got to try to get out in front of it. And if he does, if he had all of this information as when the season ended and then he's not the one that reported it, you know, it doesn't look good on him because he had all this and he didn't, he didn't get it out there you know, type of thing. So it's, he was kind of somewhat in a lose-lose. I get, there's a ton of Packer fans on Twitter that you're just going after Schefter. And like, I definitely don't agree with that. Like, you know, he's doing his job to the best of his ability. Now it did feel sort of like when it first came out, like clickbaity, like he was trying to get, you know, clicks, but at the end of the day, there's definitely probably, I'll say this, there's definitely some truth to some of whatever it is. Um, There's definitely stuff there. It, is it as bad as it looks right now? Probably not. But from the sounds know. of it, it sounds like the head coach and quarterback are on the same page. They don't like the GM. That's what it sounds like. But I, let, let, we're done talking about the Packers. Let's do our ones got to go. We're talking fantasy. Uh, for fantasy purposes, which one of these four have to go? So Rashad Bateman, Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, and Justin Fields. Uh, for me, this one's uh, 
fairly straightforward. I just don't trust Lamar as a uh, thrower. Uh, hitting his wide receivers, he just doesn't have a history of doing so. And so I'm going Rashad Bateman right now. I love the player, obviously, uh, but just mm, I'm going to be late before early on the Rashad Bateman hype uh, for fantasy this year. Is that for this year or total body work? For like just, this next year? I, let, let's do for just this next year. Yeah, for just this next year, I'm saying like I'm when I say late before early, I'm saying I'm going to like see it before I jump on the right. bandwagon. Right. I was um, just I was clarifying for the rest of the people. Yeah, for yep. sure. Bradley, who which one's got to go? Honestly, this one was a little bit more tougher than I think uh, like Josh is putting on. Um, I'm going to go with Rashad Bateman. I just, I like what Najee Harris has for a workload. I think Jamar Chase, the player is really good. And I, I just, Justin Fields is probably going to be playing the, uh, uh, day one. The thing with Rashad Bateman is that he's the wide receiver one in Baltimore, in my opinion, outside of Mark Andrews. Like he's, he's probably going to get the most targets. I think Hollywood Brown has not lived up to his first round selection. Um, so that's why it's interesting for me, but I am going to say Rashad Bateman's got to go. Jeremy, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's Bateman. <laughs> uh, I can't make fun of Brady's voice crack because I've been having it all episode. So uh, it's, it's Rashad Bateman, but <clears throat> you know, we've talked about, they had bigger needs, whatever, like, you know, is it Rashad Bateman? Is it a different player? We talked about this on the, on the last episode when we were talking about Kadarius Tony or somebody like that going, I think this is a different type of player that I think they needed at the receiver position. Cause I think he has a different type of skill set, a little bit bigger. I now I had the voice crack. Jacobs struggling to end the episode, but I think it's a different type of player, stronger, a little, a, a bigger body, uh, catch some throws across the middle of the field, similar to why he's attracted to throwing the ball to Mike, Mark Andrews more. I almost said Mike. Uh, but so it is Rashad Bateman, but I just think it's going to take a little bit longer. Um, and that's why it's Rashad Bateman. So for me, I think next year, the guy that's got to go, I think it's Justin Fields. I don't think he's going to play right away. I, tr- I truly think you that they're going to wait. That Andy Dalton's going to actually be QB1? I, I think he's going to start. That Nagy's not going to be I, able to see his first-round pick transpire if he does <laughs> not play Justin Fields. He, I, I know he's saying all the right things, but he came out on Coward Show and he said, we, we can't rush this process. If he's not ready, he's not ready, which I, I, I feel like Matt Nagy's system is a little bit complex. It, from the looks of it, it looks like it's complex. I don't know. I think that I think that would be wild. He might not play right away. That would be absolutely wild. If you don't think he plays right away, what week do you think he so, jumps so in? So Kansas City traded for a quarterback, and like in the top ten, and didn't play him right away. Yeah, but I think that anymore. they're in less of a desperate situation than the Bears are now. There With the timeline, there could be some talk behind the scenes where it's like, oh. We're, you get a chance to play with Justin Fields. I honestly, I don't know. <laughs> as, as Doug Peterson, what happened when you try throwing a game for the, for the draft pick, <laughs> he don't got a job anymore. <sighs> I don't trust anybody. It's a business. Go out and play your guys. You heard it here first. <laughs> That's, that is fair. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us and make sure you join us next week. Uh, go deep and we'll see you.